Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Well, wow. I am so excited to be here again on the What's Happening at Work podcast. And if you are looking for tools and resources to stay sane at work, you've come to the right place because today we're going to be talking about the push and uh, uh, the drive to create more diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. So it seems to me almost as if organization and their leaders were in some kind of blur and they hadn't realized that workplace wellness and people's well-being actually was impacted by systemic racism. It is so sad. It really, really is sad to see what's happening. We've been getting a lot of call. We've been inundated with, <laughs> really inundated with a lot of calls and requests for diversity, inclusion, and equity, and conflict resolution. And it's fascinating that so many organizations are just waking up to this reality. The truth of the matter is that this is not something new. Diversity is has always been a need in organization. Inclusion has always been a need in organization. But the leaders have put on blinders and they've created an energy in the workplace, creating an atmosphere where it's okay to ignore people, where it's okay for you to have a, a PhD and be uh, because you're from a diverse group, a racialized group, you are reporting to someone with a grade 12 education. It has become norm because the only thing they have, you know, is they have white skin. That is sad. That is very sad. And your employees are hurting and they're crying and they're miserable and they're they're sick. They're getting depressed. They have heart disease. They have diabetes. They have hypertension. Because no matter how hard they work, no matter how much effort they put in, no matter how much time they put in, they're still getting passed over. They're still getting overlooked. Because they don't, they don't earn enough to buy a cottage to hang out with you in the summertime. They don't have the resources. They don't hang out with you on the golf course. This is sad, what's happening in our society and in our workplaces. People come to work because they have really high work ethics. Most people I speak to from racialized groups and other diverse groups, they have a burning desire to work, prove themselves, earn and to contribute to their workplace. You know what they don't have? They don't have grandfathers. They don't have uncles. They don't have family members that are saying, oh, you need to apply for this job. I want you to apply here because there is this position coming up. We don't have, they don't have people telling them, oh, I'm retiring and I think you'd be fit for my job. This is not happening. You know what else they're missing? 
They don't have people coaching them and saying, come, let's, you know, let me show you how to do this job. Let me get you ready so that you can fill my shoes. That's what they're missing. That's called equity. That is one of the things that nobody talks about in the workplace. It's that equity. There is this huge gap between the, the, the white group and the other diverse groups. And that is sad because these racialized groups lack the leadership. They lack the mentoring. They lack the people in their organization that will help them, tap them on their shoulder, that will say, you know, you need to apply here. And this is what I want you to put in the resume because I'm going to call up Sally or Harry and let them know that you're going to apply and they'll be looking for your resume. So you see, many of them see those job postings and they really foolishly think that because they've worked so hard, because they have bachelor's and master's and PhDs, they're going to get the job. They don't realize that it's been spoken for already by somebody who has far less education and experience than they do. It is frustrating. I'm hearing the pain. I'm, I'm cataloging the history. I'm cataloging the woes. It is painful to listen to what people are going through, what they've gone through. And you almost want to believe that. I almost wanted to believe that slavery was over, that, you know, segregation was over, that we, we have equity in our workforce. But the last year has shown me that that was just a dream. I was seeing that because I wanted to see that. I was seeing that because I thought it made sense. Reality is, it is not the truth. People are hurting. People are struggling. People are looking for new ways, new insight, new ways to feel eligible in the workplace, to feel valuable, to feel connected. And they want that comfort to know that they're going to get that position because they earned it. They're not going to get passed over because of the color of their skin, their race. Too many people. And it's not just one race. It's all the racialized group, people of visible minority groups, uh, people of diversity with, with other uh, ethnicities and uh, orientations are tired of being passed over, tired of being looked down at, dismissed. The workplace shouldn't be a place of torture. It should be a welcoming place. It should be a place where people feel that they, they are graded based on their output. It shouldn't be a place where people become so frustrated that they quit rather than staying around and making a contribution. They would rather quit without any security, without knowing what they're going to do. They will quit rather than tolerate the frustration of reporting to someone who is so unprepared to lead. Someone who has no leadership skills, no capacity, but just because they are in an authority role, feels that they should frustrate the person who's there with a the PhD, who's speaking to them. It's almost like, how dare you go and get more education than me? 
You think you have more education than me? Well, I will make you pay. Frustrating them, sending them back to edit and to change things that they have done with their, their education and their experience and they know is correct and have some fool sitting up there just because of the color of their skin can give them the turnaround. And they know just how to do it so that it's not harassment, it's those micro inequities that makes you feel less than, that you're not, you're not valuable. You're not as good as they are. You don't quite belong and you're only there because of, because they're letting you into the organization. This is foolishness. How do we get ahead as a society? When we have educated people who can contribute to the organization walking out the door and we have fools with a great 12 education leading in roles and so insecure rather than embrace the brilliance that comes with them and say, help me here, let's work together. They're working from a place of fear and threat and making people's life miserable allowing people to go home frustrated and angry. I often remind organizations that employees take more than the paper clips home. The paper clips are not the only thing they take home. They take home the way they feel. They take home the way they've been treated. They take home the racism. They take home the lack of equity. They take home the poor leadership. That's what they talk about at the dinner table. When they go home, that's what they talk about. That's what they share. That's what they tell people. It's unbelievable how much we are allowing ourselves to stay behind as a society. Rather than embracing the brilliance, we focus on the skin color. We focus on the hair color. We focus on the ethnicity and the race. We are in a sad state. And even COVID-19 haven't fixed us yet. It is so sad. One would think that COVID-19 would have ended. But no, it's still here. It's still hanging on because this foolishness is still going on. I believe God in his universe has decided that COVID-19 should come so we, he, we could have a headlight glared at the nonsense that's happening in the workplace. So as you listen to this recording, I'm asking you, what's happening in your workplace? Are you seeing these nonsense going on? Are you a party to it? Are you encouraging it? Because let me tell you, if you are, your organization is not going to grow at the rate that it could. And the world is now a global village. You're not just competing with your, uh, your counterparts here in your own country. You're competing with the globe. With the, with the move online, people can find the resources you have here, anywhere in the world, at their fingertips. They don't have to buy with you. And if you're sitting in a monopoly and you, you think, oh, all these regulations are going to keep you safe, well, think again. The world is changing very fast. Hey, less than, less than a year and a half ago, we would never have dreamt of COVID. But look at our world now. We have to change our thinking. It's time to shift our mindset and come up with a whole new wellness mindset 
a whole new way of living and working together because that is how we're going to be successful. That's how we're going to leave a different legacy to the next generation. Now, what we inherited, because it's time. It's time. I can't wait to hear your comments and your feedback on this episode because I am a bit frustrated. If you got that from my voice, I'm just tired of the complaints. I'm tired of the the, the sadness. I'm tired of the depression that I'm seeing. People who get up from their, their homes and go into work on a daily basis leave dejected, stumped upon, and hurting. We got to stop this nonsense. We cannot afford to discredit and disqualify our employees anymore. So send me your thoughts. What are you seeing? What's happening in your workplace? What's changing? What's changes happened since COVID-19? What would you like to see change yet? I can't wait to hear from you. This is Jason Dennison at the What's Happening at Work podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.